I remember being on a retreat. Should we? (laughs) I thought we were friends. I was uh, sitting a 10-day with one of my teachers in Russia, and I don't know, I was there with another teacher. We had gone on this long journey. We were going to be away for a long time, and I don't know, maybe the seventh day, we were sharing some insights on the low. You know, just kind of like, well, how's this going for you? going deep. And there came a point in the conversation that I literally had the thought that I need to get on retreat. I need to go on a retreat. (laughs) I was at a retreat. I had lapped myself. Maybe, maybe you're over there checking out the next retreat. You're like, that's going to be killer. <laughs> it's going to be so on. You ain't even going to recognize me. <laughs> if only things met our deluded projections of them, huh? I remember the last lowrider I bought. I had a lowrider my whole life generally mid-60s Chevys. And uh, and then I got this year, I just I was like, man, if I could get this car, and then I found one, and it was just like, it's all coming together. And I, as I was just in my mind, imagining my life with this 66 Malibu, I mean, every image that was flashing before me I was funnier, I was taller, my skin had cleared up. My skin had cleared up. It's just amazing. The power of desire to just paint that image. This is all you're ever going to need. What else could you possibly want? Until I got it. Then it needed rims. Then I painted it, and then I felt weird about parking it in parking lots because I was like, somebody go, suffering, suffering. Wow. Nothing like the pamphlet, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we keep waking up out of our stories. Hmm. My friends, where do we go? We're here. Are we almost here yet?
Can you give us this, the situation in which you wrote this? I mean, you're on the back of the bus with Wavy. What's happening, dude? Where are you, bro? No, I think, uh, I think I was still publishing a journal and I needed some space. I needed some space filled. Nice, nice. So, deep intention. Yeah, and it was a Buddhist, it was a Buddhist journal and... Uh, you know, when Buddhism was just starting to flower here in the West, there wasn't a, a lot of, you know, advice columns and stuff. Uh, so we had we had the uh, territory almost all to ourselves. Anyway, this is uh, the ode to Miss Mindfulness. From the moment her eyes met mine, I knew that I was lost. <laughs> I could see that if I loved her, she would destroy me, and yet... With her, I can be just who I am. She accepts me that way. In the early morning and late at night, we are alone together. Usually our dates last only about an hour. <laughs> me gazing at her, gazing at me. <laughs> and even though she claims to love me, Ms. Mindfulness displays nothing but cool detachment. <laughs> Sometimes I wish she would snap out of it. I grow frustrated with her lack of attitude. I decide I want to live it up again, have big emotions, dance and be wild, <laughs> play the edges of my obsessions and fantasies. If I have to suffer for it, I will make that bargain. Just let me go, lover. <laughs> but in the end, I always come back to her sweet and easy ways and that sly little smile of understanding. <laughs> I sink into her love like a comfortable old couch. A cool breeze flows across my brow, and I say to her, Ms. Mindfulness, please be mine forever. <laughs> At least for now. <laughs> oh, to Ms. playing field, there's a lot of room, art, writing, think, uh, thinking up new stories about who we are, where we're going, <laughs> writing, kind of. So where do we go from here? <laughs> I was trying to see if inspiration was going yeah. to arise, and it has not. <laughs> you know, like, sometimes it just, and sometimes it's just, and it's fine. Yeah, and it's fine. Sorry, yeah. I provide more inspiration. <laughs> not personal. Yeah, it's not personal. Not perfect. Mm. I was, I was telling my sangha recently. <laughs> you want some help, bro? Mm -hmm. you good. I think I got it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I come yeah. from an era where we 
had big microphones and you hold them in yeah. your hand and you put them up to your mouth and they had these big puffy balls on the end of the phone. Anyway, uh, let's pretend that it's on there. <laughs> If you plan on talking on the side of your neck, you're good. You're, you're good. You, you can't do it wrong, except for the one way you did it. Is it on? He's got a, that velvet baritone. He doesn't need it. Great question. Now it's on. <laughs> so I'm kind of, I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of us. <laughs> like, what about you all? I'm so curious as to how you all are now. We broke silence for a moment this afternoon. We went out in nature and we heard some from some of you. I'm just wondering where you are at this place. What's bubbling up? What's alive? What's scary? What's, what's happening right now? Excuse me. There's a place in the Vasudhi Mugga where it talks about laughter and people who laugh with big, you know, with their mouths open are, are the least uh, advanced. <laughs> and that really, and it comes all the way down to the, 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 the really enlightened ones just have a little teeny grin like, like the Buddha. Like, like the Buddha, just a, a grin. So back to you all. Grasping, right? <laughs> Wanting. Was kind of other ones say some sort of maybe a revelation, a revelation, some sort. I guess what you kind of hope. So through the thinking about these foundations of mindfulness, I was
Yeah, so my transitions off of retreats typically start with um, a, an airplane ride. <laughs> um, I live on the East Coast. I'm out here most of the time. But um, I really put buffers around myself before and after retreat, whether I'm sitting or teaching. It is so important to sort of prepare yourself and also to prepare yourself to move back into life because even though we've been on retreat, life is still going to come at us. Um, I really use the support of technology, like my out-of-office message on my email. I always say that I'm back home about two or three days after I actually come home. Um, I, you know, after retreats, I tend to be very still. I don't book anything for a couple of days. Um, I stare at blank walls. <laughs> I really allow myself to be soft around it. And um, let me tell you, that, so after my very first retreat, I came home, I was so excited, I was so turned on by it. I was like, this is the best thing ever. And I came home and I talked at my roommate 
for 10 hours. <laughs> we were not in conversation. I was talking at her for 10 hours. And the day after, I felt like I had been hit by a truck. I was you know, sore throat, dehydrated, headache, body aches. I felt like I had the flu. And so I've really learned how to really care for my body, almost like I have the flu. So, you know, eating good. I, I do start with a, a burger and a bourbon. That is, <laughs> to be really transparent, to be really transparent, that's like the, my first meal after a retreat. Has been for like 12 years, like seriously. But then I'm just gentle with myself. <laughs> I was gonna be, I know. I was like, what's the most dramatic answer? I'm like, it's a burger and a bourbon. That's just what it is, yeah. There's also the uh, Next Step Dharma program uh, that they have, they yeah. offer now. Only the last year or so, maybe mm-hmm. a year and a half, mm-hmm. where it's a bunch of teachers and they check in with you. Uh, you get a chance to check in. I think they offer like how to come out of retreat for six weeks. So I think it's like one video a week or something like that, where it's uh, scaffolded a bit. And it's for that exact purpose because we know that that's. It's a different kind of work. Mm-hmm. And it's a different kind of practice yeah. that the world needs from us. And yeah. a different kind of act, you know, being active in the world. So practice has to manifest in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And so if we have somebody checking in with us, you know, through video or maybe a couple calls, um, you know, somebody that we respect, that can be incredibly supportive. To just keep us asking the right questions. Oh, how is it now? And then three weeks later, you know, and now what does practice look like? And are you keeping your commitments? And, you know, I, I think it's a good program. Some really good people involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gemma? Um, I was going to say Do you have such a buddy, Gemma? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It's complicated. Maybe or But we do text every day about whether or not we sat. Nice. Which does help. Yeah. 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 DMV about a month ago. I had to wait, you know, a couple hours. And I wasn't mad. 
And the reason I wasn't mad is because I have very low expectations of DMV. <laughs> but that, that can really affect you, right? If I was made to wait two hours at the dentist, I would fire that dentist. Mm-hmm. Right? But because my expectations are so low, they couldn't have failed. <laughs> right? So it's like, how are we orienting toward how things are? You know, I, I was sharing this with my sangha recently. Like, got this three-year-old, and I just want him to be kind, and he is not kind. You know, he's just—you got to learn kind. I didn't know that. And so, you know, I'm just like, yo, bro, just say thank you, man. Just say please. You're asking me for like a hundred things a day. The least you can do is say please. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I figured that would take whatever, 500, 700 times, you know what I mean? But now it's been like a thousand. He's no closer. <laughs> he doesn't seem any closer. And so now I'm starting, you know, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to be generous, trying to be loving, dude, you know, trying to be patient, dude, with you in your process of, of actually developing a brain. But it's like Herculean, you know, it's like Sisyphus pushing this rock up this hill, and it's getting exhausting. And it's like, what's actually happening? I guessed wrong. That's what happened. I thought it would be like 500 times, and it, maybe it's 5,000 times. So does that mean that for the next 4,500 times, I'm, I'm going to be like suffering and trying to forgive him and trying to be patient? Or can I just say, no, dude, you're way off. You based that on no data. <laughs> I just made up this, that story. Yeah, 500 times. Yeah. So I see in my life where I just create suffering. It's like that's a story 500 times. He's the reality. Let's see how long it takes. Sometimes when they get out of college. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. No. Yeah. yeah. He, he's still hoping. You know what I mean? <laughs> what else is happening out there? In there. Hold on. At dinner, you were saying? At dinner. <laughs> All right. In his head. <laughs> you were saying it internally. Internally. All right. Cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, that's something that I found out a lot here, too. I do a lot of talking. You know? <laughs> Go figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 
And I attribute that to the experiences here. Mm -hmm. that, but it's scary because you got to go back to that. Mm -hmm. and, and as I was, I was mentioning to Booker earlier, the question I had is, you got to go back. Well, how do you do it? You know, how do you yeah. put it in the play? Mm -hmm. So then the thought, and I said to myself, well, you don't have to leave. Story. <laughs> <laughs> story. Mm -hmm. Which is a lie that yeah. my mind is telling me. Mm -hmm. yeah. All of these things have generated a lot of questions. It makes me feel, A, I don't want to leave, and B, I'm beginning to scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. It's six days isn't enough. My teacher used to say, I'm ready to go, but who's going to drive? Everything yeah. moves pretty fast. <laughs> I remember pulling out of here one time, and it was a month long, so I was really kind of slow, and I was just like, I don't know, I was probably doing 15 miles an hour on St. Francis Drake, and then like a truck was coming on the other side, and I just witnessed this crazy accident, and I mean, do it me. But I just pulled over. I was like, I'm not ready to be out here. <laughs> the world's not safe. Nick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to offer a counterpoint to Bill, I, I'm like so ready to go. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like having your thing with the car with my family. I'm like imagining my kids and my dog, my wife. And I'm like imagining getting home. And I'm like so happy to see you. My wife's not at all like... I can't believe you left me with these guys for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids are just like coming up to me like in like a 50s sitcom, like really respectful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to like greet me one by one and like tell me like how much they miss me in very specific ways. Right. Like they really made me feel validated as a person. <laughs> the dog's not like barking crazily. He's just like chilling and like just paddable kind of like right there. Nice. Right where you want him. <laughs> so I think it's going to be like that when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> so let's wrap this thing up. We, we got your wife on speaker. She heard the whole thing. Sounds so absurd. This is... What was that? Please? Yeah. So, regarding the exercise that we did today... Yeah.
point, she said, look straight up. And I looked straight up. That's what it is, and that's what coloring is. Mm. And so, the work we've been doing in the years has been very much on the body. That is, that I can work with. And when they said, you can get yourself on the back, I said, that's not spacious. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need the cell phone back, it's not a spacious thing. So, if, you know, so the exercise to access and work with uh, a, a, a concept of coloring. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. Mm -hmm. I was talking to, at a one-on-one with someone later on, and I was saying that, um, you know, this practice that we've been doing this week is for us to know what it is in our body, not connect it to a physical place or a specific image of what we think it is, right? Like, my partner and I live in a 600-square-foot condo with no outdoor space. I love her very much. And it's, it's tiny. It's tiny. And so when I talk about spaciousness, I'm like, spaciousness is not like a five-bedroom house. Spaciousness could be walking into a studio apartment, but with, like, big, giant windows because my body is going to feel like, oh, this feels spacious. Not, this is spacious, right? And so it's really about the felt sense in the body, the knowing in the body, that's not connected to anything specific. So I'm so happy that you know what spaciousness feels like, and that the phone is not it right now. <laughs> Good for you, yeah. And there's a lot more spaciousness than we could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. Like science bears that out in every single way. Mm -hmm. That the whole world could be smashed inside a milk crate, you know, if you took all the space out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and even the space between our thoughts. Like mm -hmm. something really shifted for me when I began to notice that and note that as much as I was noting the obstacles or the form that was, you know, things that were arising. Because I'm so used to looking for form, I wasn't used to looking for space. But when I did, I started noticing that everywhere. So there was an inner spaciousness. So I can get these feelings of anxiety and claustrophobia. Like that's something I have to work with. And then when I feel like inner spaciousness, it takes a lot to get me off my game. Mm -hmm. So there's inner and outer spaciousness to be known. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy you said that, Vinny, because it reminded me of... Mm. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> what? No, but it reminded me of... Um, one of my teachers was saying that she was uh, watching a tabla player, and tabla is like the Indian drum, and it's like, you just drum so fast, right? And she was like, and he was like, you know, like, going this way and this way, so, you know, changing the beat and turning, and... And she was like, you're going so fast. How do you know what you're doing? And he says, there's so much spaciousness in between each note, you could drive a truck in between it. Because wow. his experience, he was so present. He was so awake to the beginning, the middle, and the end. 
of each thing that he was doing that he could feel the space in between. Mm. And I've noticed that too in my life when I'm very full, but I'm really present. There's like the intention to be spacious, to be with. And it's amazing what I can hold, hmm. you know? to surf it just feels like all you can think about is like the one thing like you watch new surfers and they're always crashing into other people and it's not because they're less better good at being a human it's like they can't pay attention to anything that's going on around them so they just always are running into people and I remember when I finally had time to be like oh yeah I should look over my shoulder <laughs> that's how you don't run into someone but I watch really good ones and it's just like, oh, it's so slow. They've got so much time. And time isn't different. They don't live in a different time vortex, <laughs> you know. It's just the relationship to time, the relationship to pace, the relationship to, to space. You know, they're not fighting against it. They're moving with it. And so there's this, this feminine, this yin energy that is slow and receptive and patient and inclusive. And that's a space that we drop into when the practice feels like, oh, oh, you know? And then when we're fighting and we're rigid and we're tight, it's, it's, you can feel like a different energy in the body, right? That yang energy, more like masculine, which is more like rigid and tight. And so we can feel, we all have the masculine and the feminine, the yin, the yang inside of us. It lives within each of us and we choose, do we go here or do we go here? Do we choose freedom and liberation or do we choose suffering and tightness? So at every single experience <laughs> do we do we pick joy and laughter you know but yeah you know we think that we don't have a choice but at every single moment we have a choice to go here or to go here you know to wait for that wave to say yeah this is the one or to be like that wave that wave i, I want that wave you know we have a choice and we live in a culture, I think, that doesn't allow us to feel like we have space. Because everything is moving so quickly. You have to do this, you have to do that. You have to, by this age, you should be this. And by, you know, like, all these things you're supposed to, and that means that you are successful. And it, that's not how it is.
I was literally thinking those words as you were talking. (laughs) 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 What else, y'all? I hear a lot of people um, sounding like they
say uh, when, when I <laughs> Once they really press. That's right. <laughs> Just the turkeys. Yeah. I've been, I've been here many times, but I didn't realize that you could get so close to the turkey. That was a West question. Yeah, we're out. You obviously. <laughs> You represent the cosmos, do you? <laughs> I represent the Milky Way. Mm. <laughs> we're all we're all Milky Wayans. Um, I think if we can ask that question that we know is really unanswerable, you know. Uh, what does it all mean, Mr. Natural? I, you know, the, I think it's going to mean something different in our mythology and in the story we tell about ourselves, and I think the Dharma is a big part of it. We've, we've spent most of our history as human beings believing that the whole thing was made for us, you know, and we've become so arrogant. Uh, it's like... You know, the earth is uh, supremely important. But um, I, I often wonder, people, when people hear about the fact that there are 50 million galaxies, not solar systems, galaxies, full of just uncountable numbers of stars, and... Uh, you know, it's stranger, as one, one physicist once said, uh, the, the universe is not only stranger than we imagine, it's stranger than we can imagine. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, you, if you cultivate what is wholesome and feels comfortable and, and delights you in that way, that's, then, then leave the rest up to, you know, uh, whatever the deities took care of, you know, or formed, however, for what reason. Uh, Andromeda and the Milky Way, by the way, are going to, they're black holes, they both have black holes, all sorts of black holes out there. Uh, they, they're supposed to uh, crash into each other in about two billion years. Mm. And uh, with those two big black holes, it will really suck. It will really <laughs> suck. <laughs> so, <laughs> it'll be really big news. Yeah. But anyway, it's a... It's, uh, it's a continual dialogue, and it's, it's beautiful in its own way. It's just, we're trying to figure it out. We, we're human beings, and uh, we seem to be pretty unique, at least in our corner of the universe. And so we live it out. Um, and, 
you know, it's not all, we're not in charge. That becomes very clear. And it's not our fault. So there's a lot of forgiveness that comes with that view, that big sky view. And uh, when you see stuff that you don't like in the big sky, it can just about handle it for you. You know, it's sort of like, mm -hmm. okay, there's another crazy thought. There's another big fear. Anyway, I'm rambling on, but uh, I, I'm astonished that people aren't more astonished about what's going on in the world, in the universe, excuse me, the world. This is one thing over here. The universe is the big, the whole shebang. Well, there's something you touched on that I forget all the time. Regarding um, evolution, that, you know, it's clearly happened and it's <coughs> still happening. But we have this idea that we're done, right? This is... But yeah. obviously, yeah. that's not the. It makes no sense that that's the case. So that I mean, it must be progressing. It's an insult to Mother Nature to think that we're the yeah. we're, mm -hmm. we're the top. That that's uh -huh. going yeah. any further than this. And yeah. I haven't thought about that since you brought that up last year when I was here, and I hadn't ever considered that before because I just thought I never I knew about evolution. I mean, I studied. said that, like I wasn't told that this was the end of the line, but it was sort of implied that mm -hmm. there was this evolution and then there was the, you know, the reptiles and the mammals and then the, we came down from the trees and then there was man and that's the end of the story. But it's not, mm -hmm. I mean, it can't be. Yeah. Um, so I, in the, in the um, just kind of optimistic side of this, it's terrifying in the climate change and the, um, You know, we are evolving, and, and we, you know, like you said, maybe we'll be. In a billion years, if the planet is still here, or we'll move somewhere else, or, you know, we don't know what. Don't know mind. Who was it, Tonsonine? Mm -hmm. Don't know mind. Mm -hmm. Not the end of the story. Benny, Somebody, oh. Yep. There's, an, there's an answer over here. <laughs> when you think about birth and death, the, the places where new stars are born are precisely the dust of dead stars. Those mm. nebula are birth-making places. So birth and death. The thing I was thinking, you know, the estimates keep going up. That I heard not too long ago that some people are saying there may be between one and two trillion galaxies in the universe. Mm -hmm. so I don't think our imaginations have caught up with what mm -hmm. we... A lot of people are just oblivious of that. Yeah, that's really, it's really interesting what you said. I mean, I, I, that's what I meant when I talked about we need a new... Ideology, we're not ideology, we need a new uh, mythology, mythology, a new mythos, a new story about ourselves. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for that. Mm. We just do one more and then sacred or nothing is. Mm -hmm. It's actually the same. Mm -hmm. They're the same. <laughs> you know, while I'm here, I might as well <laughs> choose to live like everything's sacred. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we go walking for a while? <laughs> oh man <laughs> once you open up that container you know <laughs> quite beautiful alright father of the cosmos
set it off. Hello. Hello. <coughs> no, sorry. That's that's uh, too low. Low. <laughs> There we go. No. Oh. 
Still got energy. Could stay here for a while. See what happens. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.